Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Resiliency and Running Podcast. My name is Liz, and I will be your host. A special happy Valentine's Day because this episode is being released on Valentine's Day. Whether you're in a relationship, single, by yourself, it is okay. I am on day eight. will be day nine tomorrow in isolation, but I am here with you celebrating. And today I have Bridget on for the show, and she is a dating coach in training, and I just thought it would be perfect to have her on to talk about the importance of singlehood. So I hope you enjoy the episode. All right. So I am so excited to have Bridget on the show today. Um, I actually met Bridget through Tori, who is the retired party girl on Instagram. We actually met on New Year's Eve. through a Zoom call and it was so fun and I really just enjoyed learning more about you and I think it's so cool that you are an aspiring dating coach and just so much of what you post totally resonates with me so I figured it'd be so perfect to have you on the podcast for kind of a Valentine's Day themed episode. So I just wanted to give you a chance to introduce yourself and just share more about you. Thank you. I am so happy to be here. It was lovely meeting you. I'm glad we connected. Um, Yeah, so my name is Bridget. I am 24 years old and I live just outside of Portland. I have been doing this three-month mentorship through my friend who's a life coach um, to work on becoming a dating coach. When I started the mentorship, I didn't know what I was going to do at all. I thought maybe I'd just do like general life coaching, but then I kind of dawned on me that I would to work with people um, who are kind of struggling with being single because that was definitely me in the past. And then recently, I've just been feeling like the mentorship that I'm doing wasn't giving me enough. Like I just wanted it to be like really rooted in psychology. And like, if I'm going to charge people money, I want it to be super effective. And like, I have a lot to say, but like, I feel like it would be for them, like talking to a friend and like, I don't want to charge someone for talking to me like that. Like if I want to help them or if I'm going to charge them, I want to really, really help them. Um, So it just didn't feel right. So I'm putting that on pause right now, but it's still like in the back of my mind for sure. Right now I'm considering going back to school for counseling, either mental health counseling or uh, like relationship counseling. So it's something that I could see myself doing later on, but right now I'm just focusing on like another job. So awesome. No, that's amazing. And I think I really do want to focus a lot on, you know, what your presence is like on social media, because I think even, you know, after just following you for about, I think it's been a month now since New Year's, it's, it's been a really positive story, you know, watching your stories has been really positive and it's been a positive experience. And I think that a lot of people could really stem from a lot of what you speak about. And especially like, I like how your focus is in singlehood, because I think that there are dating coaches out there that are like, you know, this is how you can get the guy. And, you know, Matthew Hussey's like copy and paste texts for like all these different situations. And I think that you bring a really interesting approach of no, it's okay to be single and more of just embracing your singlehood. And that's what I really want to focus on in today's episode, because not only has the pandemic probably halted a lot of people from dating. So I think a lot of people can probably relate to being single this Valentine's Day. I think it's so important as you talk about all the time, just to embrace your singlehood and really spend time with yourself, you know, practice self-love, gratitude, all that stuff. You said you were just meditating before this. (laughs) 
Yeah. Um, agreed. I, I've been following like a couple dating coaches on Instagram for a little bit and they like, yeah, I don't even know like where to start, but, um, I just know, like, I definitely felt super pressured in the past to be with someone. And then like, after I was with someone, it felt so nice to like have someone. And so then after I got out of my first serious relationship, like I just jumped from person to person because I was so like, I felt like I was incomplete and I needed someone else to like someone else, anyone else really. And so I like didn't let myself be single when I was younger versus now, like I love being single because you don't have to worry about someone else's opinion or their schedule or whatever. And yeah, I wouldn't like, I think when you're single, it's easy to worry about the future, like who you're gonna date, how you're gonna find them, especially now during the pandemic, like you said. So I think this is like an especially important time for people to just enjoy being single. Like I think I probably have done this in the past and I think a lot of people probably do. This is like dating as a distraction from other things that you should be taking care of in your life. So especially with the pandemic, it's like just focus on taking care of yourself and loving yourself and getting to know yourself better. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think that's something that I can totally relate to. And I think I, the way that I saw it at the beginning of the pandemic was actually like, oh my gosh, like I'm such an extroverted person. I don't think I can spend time with myself or be alone with myself for so long. But I think as things kind of started to unravel, I realized, and I shared a little bit about this kind of with the sober community, is just that like it became super obvious that alcohol was something that I was totally ignoring. And it was like April of 2020 that I was like, wow, this is actually a really negative, toxic thing in my life. And I think in 2020, I like to talk about how, or I tend to tell people, that, you know, I kind of outline different like toxic people, but also toxic things. And so I think, you know, it is one thing to kind of remove toxic people and toxic relationships from your life. But I think we can both relate kind of in the sense of focusing on bettering ourselves and removing things like alcohol, if you have an unhealthy relationship with it. And it's something that I definitely ignored and that I definitely kind of utilized a lot to really suppress a lot of the feelings of, you know, being ghosted and, you know, just having failed relationship after after failed relationship. Yeah. Um, first of all, I mean, I just can't imagine where I would be right now if I hadn't chosen to go on so or to go sober back in March. Um, it was actually Kate who inspired me, um, who is a mutual friend of ours for those who don't know. But <laughs> yeah, it's really weird to me now looking back on past relationships. Like now that I don't drink, looking back on past relationships my drinking during those, it's just like, wow, like what was I doing in my early twenties when I had just gotten to college, I was drinking, like that was the like height of my drinking career, um, if you will. And that was when my dating life was most chaotic, like 100% for sure. And I don't think that's a coincidence. I think I was like going through a lot during that time in my life and I was using drinking and partying as a distraction and also people like I didn't the people I was interacting with back then you know the guys I was like chasing after like it wasn't because I really liked them like I barely even knew the people who I was spending time with and it just was like very superficial versus now like I'm not drinking and I spend most of my time like focusing on myself and my family and my close friends and then if someone else is going to come into my life like I want to make a genuine connection and they better be 
pretty damn good, you know, for me to make space. So yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah, I think it's really, it becomes really evident when you kind of remove alcohol from your life, because I think you can kind of joke about it. And I remember joking about it in college, you know, saying, Oh, yeah, like, I just really had beer goggles last night. And that's how I ended up with that guy and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But actually, something that I was reflecting on this morning with a couple of friends is how often we would go out in like college, and we'd go out with the desire and the goal of like, I want to meet a guy tonight. And I remember like, so specifically, whenever you wouldn't meet a guy, whenever I wouldn't meet a guy, it was like, so upsetting. And it felt like such like, it it feels like a failure. And it wasn't a failure. If anything, I was saying earlier, you know, that was probably a blessing in disguise, a for your like, safety and like be just for your overall well-being like you don't need to be going out all the time and kind of suppressing things in your life with not only alcohol but you know just like guy after guy like you're saying yeah exactly I was the same way I remember in college like I guess if I had a really stressful week or something I would feel like oh I deserve a night out and like the point of my night would be to get drunk like I I sometimes drank like a glass of wine with dinner or something like that but when I was drinking I guess a little bit earlier on like in in the last couple years I was drinking I got better about it but in early college I drank to get drunk and then like so I was either going out to get drunk or going out to find someone to like hook up with or date and I felt the same way yeah like when you wouldn't meet someone it was such a disappointment I'd like get home and be all tired at like 3am or whatever and feel like why did I even do that you know but I would do it again like three times the next week you know and yeah yeah looking back now I'm like was that really me it's weird I think especially to reflect now um I think I relate a lot to kind of what you say around like dating like I think I even like early on in my master's program so even just a few years ago I was I admit a still a little bit boy crazy um but I think that that comes with you know going to a place like London for graduate school and it's really hard not to be boy crazy but I I I was reflecting on it with a friend that I'm actually going to be moving in with soon in London but she and I were both equally boy crazy and to the point that we would just be going on bumble date after bumble date and then we go to like happy hour to talk about it and talk about all the different dates and all the guys that you had on the roster and now we look at it and we're like you know what is the point of that and why aren't like we're kind of taking an approach now of like you know we should focus on ourselves this year but it's just so interesting to look back on and like know that we would interact so much with so many different guys and kind of be juggling so many guys at the same time when like you said you know when you remove things like alcohol you know things that you know, we're probably the main event of a lot of dates, Mm -hmm. it becomes really evident that actually a lot of these guys aren't your type. They're not, you know, they're not too decent. They're pretty average and you can probably do better. And you can also probably be you know, spending your time doing better things, like spending quality time with family and friends. Yeah, absolutely. I think in the moment, like when you are boy crazy, sometimes, I mean, I think it's like, I guess, okay, boy crazy or girl crazy or whatever for, you know, whatever sexuality you are um, out there. It's like, you kind of have to go through a phase, at least I did. And I think that's the same for a lot of people. And so when you're in it, like you don't really think much about it. And so it's really easy to, you know, talk about it in hindsight. But yeah, I definitely wait 
wasted a lot of time. Like I will honestly use that word. I, cause I'm not going to be like no regrets. Like, yeah, I have a lot of regrets from early college, but I think it's just important to realize like, you know, you'll, you'll make mistakes along the way and then you learn from them. You can, you can choose to learn from them, but yeah, I definitely feel the same. Like a lot of the guys that I was going after back then, like I would never date now ever. Um, and even like my not my last relationship, but the one before the guy I was seeing, we had like very opposite schedules. And so I think he was going to school during the day and I was a waitress. Um, so I'd get off pretty late and then I'd go over to his place. And I feel like just out of like habit, we would drink every time we were together. And so we only ended up dating, I think for like three months, but it's so weird because he ended up cheating on me and we broke up. But I like looking back now, especially that I don't drink, I'm like, wow, like, did we even really know each other? Like it felt really intimate in the moment, but now I'm like, who is he like I know he likes art and we read together and he cooked but like I just feel like man like what would that relationship have been like if I hadn't been drinking and if he hadn't been drinking you know I totally agree yeah you are speaking like directly to like one of the last relationships that I definitely had or like experiences that I had kind of the same like time period too and I think that like three months is kind of that grace period of when people are kind of trying to get to know each other and they're trying the dating thing but a lot of relationships I think tend to fail at least for me after about three months time and it was very similar our schedules were just completely different couldn't be any more different and so even then like we just had like no time to see each other really and it was really hard to plan anything but even then it was like when I look back on that a lot of that was a we were drinking and a lot It wasn't just like, you know, a glass of wine or something. It was like, when I look back at it now, I'm just like, I don't think we could be any more different from each other. And I don't think I actually like, I don't think I could tell you a lot of facts about him, which sounds so bad, but it's, you know, it's things like alcohol that really do mask up, you know, the dating experience sometimes. And I think for you and I, we really relate on, you know, having a very different perspective now that we're not like partaking in the drinking culture as much anymore. And, and I think it's definitely changed my goals in terms of relationships. I think I'm definitely focused in being single and I'm really enjoying it just like you had said, but I think kind of similarly, I'm not really looking for that as much anymore. And I think that there's something to be said about when you stop chasing and you stop looking. And I know that I've heard that my entire life. And for so long, I was like, okay, so how do I just stop looking? Like, you know, and I think it really has to come from when you actually spend time with yourself and you become so okay with, you know, being alone that you don't need to actually like physically be looking for anyone. You just won't be. Yeah. Um, I remember the first time cause I, so I had like my first serious boyfriend my senior year of high school and then after him like we broke up and I was going to school in Hawaii and that was where I was going through my boy crazy phase for sure jumped from person to person and so like never really gave myself a chance to be single after him or between these guys that I was seeing and then had transferred schools and that's when I was going to UW then Um, I think this was like 2016 Um, and that was the first time I was single and I think I only let myself be single for like three months and I was pretty proud of myself at the time um and then I met someone 
Dublin and we started dating and we dated for eight months. And then after that, I tried to be single, but I was like, it was like, I was always like on the lookout anyway. Like I was single, but it was like, it was not true singlehood. True singlehood to me now is like, so Tori actually, I I don't know. We think she like coined this term consciously single, kind of like how Emma Watson, I think it was, is like self-partnered. Like I, she's in a relationship now, but it's like, you got to go into it with a certain mindset. Cause if you just like fall out of relationship and then you happen to be single, like you're probably looking for something, even though you just got out of the relationship. But so like the first time I was consciously single was after my last relationship, I had just gotten out of a relationship in the Uh, I guess fall of 2019 and I was then I had moved to California and was on some dating apps and it was just not going well I think I went on one date and he said something homophobic and I was like okay like I'm just I've had enough and I had talked to like probably 10 other guys and I just deleted I think I just had Bumble and Hinge and I just deleted both apps and I was like you know what I just need some time to be alone and I end up being single well I mean I'm like still consider myself single I have been seeing some virtually for the past few months but really like been single since then and it's been so good like I it's like you don't even know yourself you know when you're reaching out trying to like attach yourself to another person then when you finally are single for like an extended period of time you really get to know yourself better, what you like doing, what you like reading and eating and listening to. Yeah, it's just like a beautiful, beautiful period. And it doesn't have to last your whole life. But I think everyone should like give themselves a chance to be single because it's really like when you first try to be single, it was really hard. Like I remember trying to be single when I was in college. I think it was my senior year. I was like trying really hard not to date anyone. And it was really lonely because I was used to just like having someone to reach out to and go hang out with them or whatever. But yeah, yeah. Try like give yourself a chance to be single because you will probably enjoy it more than you expect to. Yeah, I think just kind of touching on that too. I think there's definitely a difference between trying to be single and like being single and actually enjoying it. And I think a lot of people really struggle to get to the second. And I think a lot of people kind of stay in the first bit and kind of, you know, you still have the dating apps and you're still swiping here and there, but it's kind of like a, you're swiping with like a TV show on. So you're not really paying attention and you're, it's just like in the background. So I think it's, you know, being able able to delete the the dating apps and kind of really focus and look at yourself and look at different parts of yourself because, and I think for me, I think this was almost like forced with the pandemic because I mean, prior to, you know, coming home to Washington, when I was in London, I was kind of, you know, whoever I was dating, it was like a constant need of wanting to date more and go on more date. And I think now that I was like forced to be alone for a year and forced to be at home, it was like, I really had to learn to like to be alone. And I think that some people, and especially people that really struggle with that. I think that that's just genuinely what you have to do because otherwise I don't think I would have been able to see how badly alcohol was affecting my life. And I don't think, you know, you're really able to, because I think there's a whole thing with alcohol too, where, you know, I don't know if you experienced this, but for me, when I first kind of took it out of my life, I was experiencing a lot of like different traumatic, not traumatic events, but just things from the past that were coming up that I had definitely used alcohol to suppress. And some of those things being relationships and things that I had never truly processed. And I've definitely, I've been ghosted more times than I can count 
And it's like the most frustrating thing in the world. And it was always something that I would just say, you know what, I'm just going to go out and I'm going to have a bunch of drinks with the girls and I'm going to find someone new. And that was how I dealt with things. And so now it's just like, it's so nice to look back on that now and say, I've learned how to you know, really process those things. And I have a lot more healthier of coping mechanisms. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think it's just, it's definitely a game changer. Um. So, okay. My drinking was like, I started drinking in high school. And then, like I said earlier, at the height of my drinking career was like in early college. And then because I started doing yoga and was like, I've always been, I don't consider myself type A, but I am definitely like, I will try my hardest in all my classes. Like some people are like, oh, good enough for the night and like, just go to bed. And I will stay up till like 5am and not sleep just so I can like do a better job. And it's like, when will it ever be enough? But that's me. But so because I was so dedicated to school and yoga, my drinking kind of like dropped off. Like I would drink maybe at brunch or a glass of wine with dinner. And that was for like the past probably two years of when I drank so I feel like during that period of time I since I was just drinking less in general I you know that was when I realized like oh I don't really like going out even like if it's New Year's and not COVID (laughs) um I do like going out and just like dressing up and dancing but like I don't really like going out in general like I'll go out with like yeah girlfriends or something but in the past it's weird like going out it was like it was like you were going out like we were saying earlier like for a specific reason like to find someone and so like that was the point of the night and it's just like I don't need to do that anymore so when I drank less those past two years I think that's when I processed like a lot of trauma that I had been through um in past relationships and situations but something I noticed for sure when I stopped drinking is just like how I deal with stress in general because even at like I guess right before the pandemic hit like and or like COVID came to America or whatever and then started being so widespread I I was working a job down in California that I didn't love like I love my coworkers, but I didn't love the job it was really tiring um and so I'd get home and like have a beer or a glass of wine and like that's how I like de-stress and then I wasn't expecting to quit drinking at all I only did because my close friend Kate had quit and then I just like randomly piggybacked on her sobriety and then after I stopped drinking I was like oh like why did I do that I would just like drink to like calm down or whatever and it's like I don't want to do that and so like you said like building like implementing healthier coping mechanisms for sure so now like I honestly don't think I really experience alcohol cravings but I do crave sugar a lot which I let myself have because it's like it's better to have a piece of cake or a cookie or some candy than to slam a few beers or something so yeah way as I de-stress like meditating journaling just like petting my cat or reading stuff like that so yeah if anyone out there is sober curious definitely give it a shot follow the retired party girl and follow 1000 hours dry yeah I mean alcohol it's just crazy how big of an effect alcohol can have on your life and your singlehood too because for me like drinking was muddying the waters like it it made me not realize a lot of things in the past whereas now it's like everything's much more clear Yeah, I totally agree. And so kind of shifting into, you know, Valentine's Day this year. And I think that there was still an element um, with the alcohol that I am realizing that I kind of realized in all these different situations now of like, you know, I'm drinking with her tonight for Valentine's Day. And because I'm single on Valentine's Day again, and I think it's I've stopped complaining about being single, which I mean, sometimes I'll joke about it when people are making jokes. And I think sometimes it's like a lighthearted funny thing but I used to like actually really complain about it a lot and be like I haven't called someone a boyfriend 
since 2015 and, you know, nothing ever is going to turn up. And I think having that mindset too, is just never a good thing of just being like, it's never going to happen. It's not happening right now. How are you kind of approaching Valentine's Day this year and kind of also like reflecting on prior experiences and like mindsets. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So first just with the Valentine's Day. So, okay. Well, actually I just want to read this thing that my friend wrote. Cause I had asked on my story the other day, like, Oh, Valentine's Day is coming up. How do we feel about it to everyone? And this is something my friend Ash said that just really sums it up nicely. So she said, I actually love Valentine's Day. Like I could care less about having a date, romantic, blah, 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 just as an excuse to celebrate, to make a nice meal, etc. Same way I love Easter, but I'm not religious. I know that we can celebrate and do something special on any day, but I guess I love holidays because there's a collective buzz in the air. It feels like places making special chocolates, etc. So Valentine's Day isn't all the way for me, which I just like totally feel like that was exactly that's exactly the way I feel about Valentine's Day now I definitely can relate in the past like I know I guess when I was dating my first boyfriend we did something on Valentine's Day but I remember every year in like early college being like oh poor me I don't have a boyfriend again on Valentine's Day um and I even remember like asking a guy friend to get dinner or maybe he asked me I don't remember but so I I remember one year I went out to dinner with a guy friend who then like we sort of had like a very brief little fling after and it's like I think I I I feel like I was the one who asked him to dinner and I like tried to make it all casual but like there was for sure I'm like oh like maybe we'll fall for each other or whatever so again with like the like trying to be single like I was single but I was like I was like I wanted to force the Valentine's Day to be something that it didn't even need to be like Valentine's Day can be special even without a partner and so last year I knew you were gonna ask this so I would looked back in my photos I was like what did I do last year you know did I buy myself flowers or anything I the the only things I have from Valentine's Day the only pictures I have from Valentine's Day last year are a picture of my friend's kitten that she sent me and this screenshot of uh, an Instagram post that was about Valentine's Day and being single and like about cherishing friendship just as much as we cherish romantic relationships, which I think is really important to think about. So I guess last year, I'm guessing I just took a bath, like, because I took a lot of baths last year and I just have a feeling that's something I did. Probably did some yoga. And this year, I... The only thing I have on my calendar is the RPG Valentine's Day event. So RPG is Retired Party Girl. We're doing, it's 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're just doing like a little Zoom gathering um, with mocktails and there might be games. I can't remember. Um, But so if people want to come to that, they can come to that. And besides that, I will probably take a bath. I'll probably buy myself flowers. Like I just want to make it a special day. Like like my friend said in that um response just like just make the day special and it doesn't have to be about having a partner or like woe is me I'm single you can enjoy the day just like any day you know and I think some people get hung up about it being like a capitalist holiday which I understand because like yes you should love your partner or yourself every single day but like why not just have an extra day to make it extra special like people aren't going to be going out buying each other flowers or jewelry every single day so like it's just one 
Sunday. It's just special. You can buy yourself something or you can make yourself something. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think, I think it's super important to practice like self-love on Valentine's day. And I think it just really ties in with all of the stuff around singlehood and just really being, you know, not, you don't have to be like, you know, proud and you don't have to yell it from the rooftops. But I think it's something where if you're truly okay with being single is when I think a lot of doors open for you in terms of like passions and like loves that you can have in other parts of your life. And it doesn't have to be in a person. And I think that that's also something that you can really learn is that, you know, you can, you can fuel love into other things and it doesn't have to be the one person that you're thinking of or the one person that you're hoping for. I think, you know, a lot of us tend to romanticize or like, you know, really desire one person. And I personally struggled with that for so long and it really hinders a lot of what your potential can be. And I think that I really learned that in this past year as well. And I think, you know, really kind of removing that one person to put yourself in that spotlight can be hard, especially if you are like infatuated with someone. It is, it totally takes over your emotions and your thoughts and everything. But I think it, it can be so important to really, you know, learn about all these different other ways that you can fuel love and passion and like, like, you know, in other things like drawing or yoga or, you know, just yeah. other things. The thing I mentioned, this post that I had screenshotted from last Valentine's Day, like how, I don't know about you, but so in the post, it just says, you know, that we should, he he's like, I want to live in a world where we value friendship as much as we value coupledom or couplehood, you know, because I definitely feel like, I mean, I guess I don't, I don't know the facts, but I've heard that like married couples get more like tax write-offs and you know, government benefits than single people. And of course, if you're single, like you can't split rent or whatever, unless you're living with someone else. So there's that. Yeah. And I guess just like the pressure to be in a couple versus allowing yourself to be single, like there's still a stigma when you, when people like break up with someone or get broken up with, it's like, oh, like poor baby, even though like being single is really fun. And so ever since like, I guess just my friendships have really gotten a lot stronger since I let myself be single. I have like a really solid group of close friends who I talk to day in, day out. And it's really meaningful. And those are people who I know will be in my life forever. And so like a partner may, you know, it may be temporary, or they may be there forever too. But like, you really should nurture the relationship you have with yourself and the relationship you have with your friends and family, if you're close to their family, you know, if they're respectful towards you. Yeah, definitely. And do you have any tips for people that are that may be struggling and maybe stuck in kind of that, you know, I'm trying to be single, and I'm trying to truly enjoy it. And maybe people that may, you know, I, I know that I've definitely had my fair share of Valentine's days where you're kind of mourning a previous relationship or a recent relationship, I guess, what are your tips around those two kind of topics? Yeah. So I guess it's just like the mindset for people who are trying to be trying, trying to be versus being single. Like, yeah, letting yourself be single. Like if you haven't tried, if you haven't been single, like truly single, like we were saying earlier, like consciously single, do just like give yourself a break, like delete the dating apps for like a month, see how it feels. You know, you might miss it more than you think, but try to challenge yourself. And then oftentimes, like kind of like when I deleted Instagram for a month, like I didn't miss it 
it nearly as much as I thought I would. And same thing with those dating apps that I deleted. And I guess it was like, what was it? 20, yeah, December of 2019. Like I didn't miss it at all. I was having a lot of fun. Like I, I realized how much I love spending time with myself. Like, and I just filled my, filled my time with other things. So yeah, get to know yourself. Like I just started reading a lot more, did a lot more yoga, meditating. I just drawing, like listening to podcasts, just stuff like that. So these are all, I mean, these are just like random thoughts. They're not connected, but when you're, when you are getting to know someone, like don't think of them as your future husband or future wife or future partner, just like get to know them as a person. Cause I think that just takes the pressure off things. And then it also gets you out of that headspace of like, I need to be in a relationship and also realizing that like, be, you're not single because something's wrong with you. Like you can choose to be single. You're not single. Like being single is not a burden. You can enjoy it as much or like you will enjoy it as much as you allow yourself to. So think of this time as a gift. Like if you're single, it's a gift. Enjoy it. You will probably end up in a relationship someday. So enjoy your singlehood now. Other like tips, I guess, follow actual Black Mermaid on Instagram and follow at the slum flower and read. I have these two books in front of me. Um, the Unexpected Joy of Being Single by Catherine Gray is really, really good. I have like, look at this book. I have like, 500 pages bookmarked um, and then also this book Big Friendship by Anne Friedman and Aminatu So that one is also related to like how we value friendships um, in our culture and putting more putting like a bigger emphasis on them so yeah those two books are really good and I feel like I had something else but well, what about you <laughs> I was gonna say oh what I, I... <laughs> yeah okay you can follow me you can follow me at Bridget.Eleanor on Instagram. Um, I share a lot about self-love and sobriety and being single and consciously dating as well. Because it's easy to, like, if you let yourself be single, being, like, when you are single, you can choose to use that time to reflect back on past relationships, which I think is just something that I happen to do. I guess after that relationship that I had mentioned where we dated for like three months and then he cheated on me we broke up like it it really hurt because that relationship felt really meaningful like even though that was the same one that I was saying we did drink a lot when we were together but it also felt really meaningful because we did seem more similar than or like he seemed more similar similar to me than any of the other guys I guess I had dated so I thought it would be more sustainable I thought it would last and so for it to end it felt like it was just like a low moment for me but I I told told myself, you know, like, don't just go back to him because I had experienced another cheating situation where I went back to the guy for like a month and of course it didn't go well um so I told myself you know I'm not gonna go back to him at least not right now and I used that time to reflect back on that relationship and past relationships and like realizing how much shit that I used to let slide and so I could move forward more mindfully so now it's like when I am dating like early stages of dating someone or just getting to know someone like I notice a lot more than I used to in the past and and I think about like, is this the kind of person that I want to spend my time with or share my energy with? Not just like based on who they are as a person, but like thinking about my future, like, are is this like, are we really even compatible? Or am I just like wasting my own time? You know, like, so yeah, follow, follow me at Bridget Eleanor. And yeah, that's all I can think of right now. Wait, I have like, I have some notes. Maybe I forgot something. No, I guess that's it.
Okay. Um, other than your Instagram, are there any other ways that listeners could um, learn more about you or connect with you? I think Instagram's like the biggest thing right now. I'm just trying to like share more honestly and openly because that's what has been really impactful to me is like hearing other people's stories. Like I feel like I used to just keep like my captions super short and like sweet, but now I want to share more. So yeah, Instagram is the place. And if if that changes, I might, I might start a website with like a blog so I can do some longer pieces. So if I do that, then I'll update my Instagram, but yeah, follow me there for now. Awesome. Well, I'll have all of Bridget's info in the show notes of this episode, but I just wanted to thank you again for coming on the podcast today. And I feel like we had such a fun conversation and I think it's just, it's put me in a good mood just going into Valentine's day, which is coming soon, but I'm, it's not something that we're worried about and it's something that we're looking forward to. And I think that that's the overarching theme that is really important. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Liz. It's been so nice and happy Valentine's day to you and everyone listening. All right, everyone, that's going to wrap up another episode of the Resiliency and Running podcast. I really do hope that you enjoyed it. Like I said, I'll have all of Bridget's info in the show notes of the episode, as well as a link for you to go and check out Boston Children's Hospital. I've mentioned this in previous episodes, but I am doing a fundraiser for them in running in the London 2021 marathon. So I would totally love if you could check that out and make a donation. I would also love if you could go and check me out on Apple Podcasts, leave a rating, and a review. It really does help the podcast, but I hope to see you in the next episode. Bye.